Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Basically Blind. I'm your host, Avery. This is a podcast where I share my experience living with vision loss, and we also talk about topics around diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. I don't know how the weather is for everyone else that's listening, but in the Seattle area, it has been really nice the last couple days. Day, a couple days before that, not so nice, but the fact that things are turning around, like their leaves are starting to get trees on them again. A lot of our neighbors plant tulips, which like hats off to them because I feel like tulips, they're beautiful, but they're such a thankless plant because... <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a bulb plant. Like it's, it's an annual, it doesn't come back every single year. So you have to replant it every single time. Um, and they don't last too long either. So I love looking at them and I'm just happy. I don't have to actually maintain them myself. Um, but I've talked about this before. Cam and I have just been loving the weather and it being light out longer and, I feel like it's really impacting my mood in a very positive way. And I'm all for that. Um, Trying to like get my life together right now. Um, For everyone in the U.S., you may be very aware of this. For others who aren't in the U.S., um, it's been Girl Scout cookie season. And I was a Girl Scout for a very long time. And so I have a soft spot in my heart for them and really... I I can't say no. Even in college, I would just get ridiculous amounts of Girl Scout cookies. And um, yeah, I bought like 20 boxes of Girl Scout cookies. And that's not me being hyperbolic and being like, I got a thousand boxes. No, I literally bought 20 boxes of Girl Scout cookies. And then the friend that I bought them for, she's like, oh yeah, I have some extra cookies and I don't want to eat them. So I put them in your box. So I think we had something like 22, 24 boxes. We gave some to my in-laws because we saw them the same day that we picked up our cookies. But Cam and I ate a disgusting amount of cookies in a very short period of time to the point where the past couple weeks, I was feeling the impacts of it, like having that much sugar in my system. I felt awful. And so I'm currently on like trying to minimize sugar as much as humanly possible. I have to say as much as I miss having my nightly desserts, whether they're ice cream, whether it's Girl Scout cookies, I do feel so much better that it's worth it. So getting that on track, also trying to minimize the late night snacking because I've been so bad about that, but feeling a lot better and it, it, it annoys me how much these tiny little things can make a difference and how I feel about just like life and myself. And it's not that they're hard to do. It's just that I'm not in the routine of doing it. So it feels kind of tricky, but you know, it's all about trying those new things that make things easier and better for you. And along those lines, I wanted to talk about a recent experience I had with going to the movies for anyone who is interested in, um, and how someone who has low to no vision may enjoy the movies, um, for themselves or for someone else they know. 
I grew up in a house where we we were big movie people. We loved going to the movies. We loved renting movies. It, it was just like a very big part of me growing up, especially we saw pretty much every Disney movie. Both my parents really liked Disney, especially my dad. And so we, we've seen, we had, we owned like a huge collection. I mean, anytime the Walt Disney vault opened, we were there at Costco picking up the, the new release before it went back into the vault and we couldn't get it. Um, and I feel like one of the the, the best things that I ever gifted to my, my parents was that I, I bought Disney Plus and I, I gave them a login to be able to access it themselves. And I know they definitely use it. So, um, but, you know, even before I had vision loss, like watching movies was a big part of it. And even once I had my diagnosis, um, I'd say even through college for sure, I still really enjoyed going to the movies because it's a giant screen. It was actually easier for me to be able to see the movie screen than to just watch a show at home on, um, on the smaller screen. And, and, but there were still some things I couldn't see. So for example, if there was, um, writing on the screen, you know, if it pops up with a little title, it's like three years later, usually couldn't, couldn't see that too easily. Um, if someone wrote a note to someone, a letter, and they're not reading it out loud and they just kind of flash what it says in the note, I'm not able to see that. And I talked about it on a previous episode, but with foreign films, that's really just was a no-go for me. I am not able to read those subtitles. So and and along with that, even if it wasn't a foreign film, but maybe within the film, someone's talking in a different language and the subtitles pop up, I wasn't able to read that at all. Um, and being able to enjoy foreign films or being able to enjoy films that do have a portion of it that's subtitled, I am able to do that now with audio descriptors. Uh, and so that's kind of opened up a whole new world for me, which has been been awesome but you know it's it's not just seeing the movie but I just I love the whole experience I know I just talked about how I'm minimizing sugar but I don't drink soda a lot but that is one of the times that I will when I go to the movies I'll get myself a soda sometimes a nice tea if I'm feeling a little bit more responsible um but I get my big popcorn I get my candy um and, and if I, if I'm not feeling like I want a ton, then like my trick was always, I would get the kids packs. So you'd go to the big theaters and they'd usually have some sort of a deal for kids. So it was like this little tray of popcorn and a little fruit snack and a tiny soda. And I used to get that all the time because it is so easy to just go overboard when you're there. And they're usually relatively well-priced and some of those things that the movies can be so expensive as well as the fact that the sizes are ridiculous. Cam and I went to an AMC theater recently and I asked for a, a small, um, and it was huge. It was a giant drink. I was, 
I was kind of blown away. So it's one of the few ways that you're able to, by getting those kid sizes, actually get something small. Um, so I like the whole experience. The only time that really can't, the, like it isn't fun for me is when the movie, when the movie doesn't have much talking at all, instead of telling you, it's showing you. And I know that from a, a critical standpoint, people love that in movies when it's not just spoon fed to them, but there's a lot of like inferring and figuring out from the context clues of what's being shown. I don't like that. I want to be spoon fed because I can't necessarily see those things that are going on. Um, And that's where audio descriptors come in so handy. And with streaming services, it's really commonplace. But having gone to, um, going to the movies, going to theaters, I really hadn't used that technology much, but I recently did. So that trip that I mentioned where Cam and I went to AMC, we went and saw the Batman. So that's the the newest Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. And for anyone who has seen it, you may know that in the very beginning, and I'm not going to give anything away and spoil anything, don't worry. But in the very beginning, there's there's a lot of just showing, not telling. Uh, there's not a lot of description going on at all. Uh, so I knew that going in there. And Cam and I, we have a, a theater that's pretty close to us. But it's it's locally run, so they don't have the audio descriptors there. But we did go to a larger one that did have the audio descriptors to, to try it out because also the theater had an IMAX and Cam wanted to see this movie in IMAX. So we went. Um, the whole process of going is that we had bought our tickets ahead of time, and I'll walk through everything that went with it and also kind of my main takeaways and tips for other people from things that I've learned and things I will do differently moving forward. And this was, like I said, my very first time doing this. So we, we show our tickets, we asked where we could get the audio description, uh, equipment and they pointed us towards guest services, which was just right inside as we walked in, we walked up to guest services. We said that, we would like an audio description device, and um, it was for the Batman. It was for the you know the two twenty showing, and they um, get it all calibrated and handed it handed it to us. And it, it's about the size of like an old school iPod, and the headphones it comes with. I won't, they're jank. They're, they're terrible. That, that would be my number one first takeaway. The thing that I would recommend for people is to just bring your own headphones. Any, any kind that have like a standard headphone jack will work. What I would recommend, and I will go into why, is using, if you're able to, if you're deafblind and you have some sort of like a hearing aid, you may not be able to do this, but I would recommend some sort of like an earbud, something that goes into the ear. And this is why. The device doesn't have like a ton of volume settings. Um, it has a few buttons on the side. And one thing that you may not 
know when it's your first time using it is that it only describes the movie. It doesn't describe any of the commercials, any of the previews that are before. This is good. This is kind of bad. I mean, some of the things that pop up on the screen, like I want to know what the movie's called. It seems interesting and I don't necessarily know. Um, but I can lean over to Cam and ask him. But if you're if you're you're blind and you're on your own, you may not know. You're gonna have to be like, okay, well, I think that that was Nicolas Cage, so I'm gonna have to go home and Google what's the new Nicolas Cage movie coming out to figure that. Um, so it does not kick in until the actual movie starts. And so there's there's no way to troubleshoot to make sure that it's actually working. And at first I I didn't know if it was working. I didn't know if it was supposed to be describing the previews to me. And so it kicks in, it starts describing it. And like I said, never done this before, so I didn't know what the situation was, but part of the reason you really should bring your own headphones is that my headphones did not work properly. Only one side of them was working. And um, on top of it, they just have like these really cheap kind of flimsy headphones that just fit over your ears, but they don't fit really well on your ear. So sound isn't being put directly into your ear like you need it to be. And Cam did tell me that there were portions during the movie when it was quieter where he could hear the audio descriptions. And I I don't want to disturb anyone around me. I want to be able to get the most out of my own experience, but I definitely don't want to take away from anyone else's. So that's a big reason that I say make sure that you bring your own headphones that are good and um if you can use earbuds, the other reason for earbuds is because the sound will go directly into your ear as opposed to kind of just like going all over the place. And part of it was because of how the headphones were made. Part of it was because only one of the, the, the earphones was working on it. But when the movie got really loud, which it's, there's all these action sequences. So it could get incredibly loud to the point that I was like plugging my ears because it was it was so loud. Like I, I would plug the ear where um, the earphone wasn't working and there wasn't any sound going into it. And part of the reason is one, the movie was so loud too. When it would get really loud like that, I was not able to actually hear the audio descriptions coming out of the the one earphone that was working. So it's another reason that I say make sure that you have a headphone that is really directing the sound into your ear because there's only so much control on how loud you can make the audio descriptions go. And, And if it is an incredibly loud movie... If it if it's not going directly into your ear, you you may be missing a lot. There were some fight sequences that I had no idea what was going on. It's like, is Catwoman okay? I have no idea. <laughs> we'll see at the end of this. Uh, but you know, it it was kind of shaky. I I didn't know if something was wrong, if this is the experience that they give everyone or not. When we went and we turned back in the headset, they asked her like, oh, how was it? And I was honest and I go, uh, it was, 
it was a little rough. Like, is sound supposed to come out of both headphones? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't working. And I did unplug it, plug it back in just to see because, you know, sometimes you don't press in the headphone enough and you're, you, it doesn't fully connect. That wasn't the case. I, I tested it. It, it. it just was – the headphones weren't working. And – which is like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, yeah, I go, it was really hard to be able to hear the audio descriptions uh, during certain scenes. It honestly was so frustrating because I just kind of was hearing extra noise but couldn't actually hear the audio descriptors. So there were some points where I got so frustrated that I just took off the headphones and was just trying to take what I could from the movie because they were more of a distraction than helpful. But I think that if I had actual earbuds and brought my own, it would have made a difference. Also, it was just part of it is too, is like with your own headphones, they're your headphones. I think that they probably dispose of the, um, they probably dispose of the headphones each time. That's probably why they're so cheap. <laughs> um, and that'd be another way is that if they are going to dispose of them and you have your own, you could tell that to them. And and then it's a greener alternative. At the very, very least, there's those little foam pieces over the headphones. They're definitely throwing those away each time. So, you know, be green, be kind to the environment, have a good time. But they're, they were very helpful during like the quieter moments, the more where it wasn't super loud, it, it did help me to understand things that were going on. Um, and in that movie, a lot is going on. So it is very helpful to have that. Um, so the, I'll say, did I have a great first experience? I wouldn't say great. I'd say that it was more helpful than if I didn't have them. Uh, but like I said, there were some points where it was more of a hindrance than helpful. But I think that just by bringing my own headphones that I'd be able to to improve that a lot. Um, and I guess the second question would be like, would I do this again? Definitely. I would definitely try it again. I mean, it's absolutely free service. Um, like I said, I did it at AMC. Pretty sure Regal has it. Any of those large outlets uh, for, for movies – I'm sure that they have it, although the only one I tried was AMC. So if you are interested um, in trying it out, highly recommend. If you think that there's someone in your life that might benefit from that, then go ahead and have them try it out too. And I've also been, I should say, besides just movies, I've gone to, um, to live plays where they have audio descriptions too. And that was super helpful, and I was able to hear absolutely everything with those. I went a couple years back and saw the uh, the, the musical for uh, Carol King about her life. It, it, and if if anyone is a fan of Carol King music, I would really recommend going to see that musical. It is so good. Her music translates into a musical just so beautifully and the person that was the lead when I saw it like 
sounded so much like her. It was amazing. Um, and it was really exciting that the time that I went, they did have those audio descriptors. We went and saw a matinee and, um, there was someone live there describing everything. Like she comes to the piano, she does this, she moves here. And I'd never experienced that before in a live performance. And I definitely want to do it again. So that's another opportunity where audio descriptions are available. And I I know it's becoming a lot more commonplace now too. So that was my experience. I just wanted to share it with everyone. Maybe it will be helpful for a few people out there and maybe for others that aren't going to actually use the service themselves. You've always wondered and now you know. So going to wrap it up there. Keep it Keep it relatively to the point, short and sweet. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. As always, remember to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. It's available on whatever platform you prefer listening to it on. New episodes drop every Thursday. Uh, Rate and review the podcast. Follow us on social media. There's a Facebook page. There's an Instagram at basicallyblindpod. And as always, I will see you next time. Bye.